Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue, your one-stop shop for peace and love on the airwaves, a safe space for people of color and our allies. Join us every week as we have real dialogue with people going through real life. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some. Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue. This is your host, Ty Davis, and I am here in the studio today with my friend, Only yes. One Tippy. Yes, pleasure to be here. Only One Tippy, uh, artist, songwriter, here ready to do this dynamic. Artist, songwriter, but you have more talents than that because when I met you, you were also engineering at the radio station, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, so you do a little bit of everything. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, what else? Did, just tell me a little bit because I know I got more questions for you. But tell me what else because you have a full range of talents. Definitely. Um, I, I would say first off, father, that's my first talent. You know what I'm saying? That I'm a professional home. dad. Yes. A professional dad. I gotta give Tippy a lot of hats off and a lot of credit. Um, you know, again, this month I'm focusing on millennial entrepreneurs, and that's another reason why I'm excited to have you on this show because you're an entrepreneur, you're an artist, and you're doing it raising your daughter, and you are yes. doing a fantastic job raising you. your daughter. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank yes. you. But I, I thank her for being who she is more than anything, uh -huh. you know, because she's a good good person. I ain't gonna yes. say a good child, she's a good person. Yes, she is. But um, yes, I'm a songwriter, artist, entrepreneur. I am a radio personality on the radio show Live Life in the Purple with yes. M Love and Team Purple. Yes. You know, yes. proud to be on that. And um, slanging these, oh, I also do have a cleaning business. So, you know, we slanging mops and brooms, you mm -hmm. know, so, but that, yeah. And so Working. you have this cleaning business. So, well, okay, let me get into this because I know this is really part of the first question. You know, what? first I want to ask you, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? And I'm asking you that mm -hmm. because, uh, again, I support um, millennials being entrepreneurs because I think that it creates for you all a space for yourself right. where you, you become, it's like a path for you to become more autonomous as mm -hmm. an adult um, as opposed to, you know, dealing with some of these challenges, working these jobs that... Yeah. Dealing with the, that kind of stress. Yes. Yeah. So what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Is um I would say it was it was something that was embedded in me really from being five when I first moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I moved with my dad. I was raised by my grandmother and all my aunties back in Miami, Florida mm -hmm. until I was five, then I moved up here with my dad and he pretty much raised me up until, you know, I went off to college or what have you. But mm -hmm. seeing him, he um he was an entrepreneur from as long as I can remember. The only job I know of him working was at McDonald's when he was in college. Wow. Going to FAMU. And, you know, that was just wow. probably something, you know, just to keep money to in keep his money pocket. keep money in his pocket, right. So, for me, that's the only job I've ever known him to work. Mm -hmm. But as far as I've been around him, he's been an entrepreneur, making his own schedule, getting up, going with clients. Even when I'm out of school, I'm going with him to jobs and you know, probably sitting in the van, sometimes helping. Wow. But I, so it was, it's almost like I couldn't get away from it. It's, it's in me. You it's know? in you because it was yeah. modeled for you. Right. That's and that's what, what I'm saw. doing with my daughter now, mm -hmm. which is um even from being into the studios, I've had my daughter come to me to Flow Rider Studio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll be in there three, four, five in the morning. Of course, she's asleep, but it's just putting her, doing that habit that of space. having her in that space. When I, you know, go do cleanings or what have you, if she want to help me, she going to get paid. But I'm going to put you in that space and I'm going to show you that it's more than just 
punching the clock, waking up, punching the clock. I want to wake up and map out my own day. Or I want to wake up and have my day already mapped out. Right. Opposed to somebody telling me, hey, be here this amount of hours and we'll pay you this, this much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like you have the opportunity to create something for yourself. Facts. Definitely. So, yes. so before we get even further, because I really want to make my point here, is this is a really good place to, to talk about it. You brought up your daughter and mm -hmm. how you're modeling it for your daughter. And how old is she? Eleven. Eleven. Yes. So, and she's an entrepreneur herself, right? Yeah, she's so an author. Yeah, uh, she's written a book. We um, we're still working on putting it out, but the book is complete. She wrote her first book last summer. And, you know, like I told her, um, from the book, we're going to create clothing line for some of the characters. So that way we can create hoodies with the characters that she created. Oh, my God. But it's just, I love that. you know, like I said, putting her in that space because now is a, it's the best time more than any other time in history to me to become an entrepreneur because we don't have to go that same route. And I was talking to someone the other day about this. We don't have to go that same route our grandparents, great-grandparents did. Uh -huh. Actually, I was talking to you about it. Mm -hmm. But what they did was lay that foundation for us to get yeah. to this level. Right. You know, so now that we're at this level, it's on me to build, to get my daughter to that next level, which is, who knows, ownership of a corporation or yes. any any and everything. But about, it starts with us. It starts know? with us. It's yes. about that we have to begin to teach that mentality within ourselves. And I mm -hmm. notice we're always talking about Black Wall Street, right? Yeah. Well, we have to remember Black Wall Street was not a group of people working jobs for someone else. Right. These were business owners. They were entrepreneurs. They, mm -hmm. the, the black dollar circulated within the community, I don't know, 20 something times before it left. Yeah. So that's what made Black Wall Street what it was. These were entrepreneurs, people that had skills, that had these talents. That's what we took. It's, it's we took the experience we had out of slavery because right. we were the skilled labor. Yeah. We took those ex experiences and skills and the trades and we used it to build our own industry, to build our own our own places and, and storefronts and all of these things. Yeah. And you're doing that with your daughter. You know, you're teaching your daughter that same type of mentality. And I think that's important for us to be able to 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 really advance, you yeah. know, the next generation. Because you don't realize how much something is it's almost like if how NBA players, mm -hmm. basketball is their life. Mm -hmm. So when they have sons, naturally Nine times out of ten, their kids are going to gravitate towards that same sport. Right. Not just because their parent is, you know, um, uh, expert in it. It's just, it's, it's woven in, in the, yeah, it's engraved you in them. You see the same thing with yeah, actors. Yeah, you see baseball hats and gloves everywhere, mm -hmm. and it's just constantly in you. So mm -hmm. you're, you're going to get, you're going to gravitate towards that. You see eventually. the same thing with actors. You see the same mm -hmm. thing with singers. You know? I didn't even know, um, mm -hmm. what's his name, George Clooney. Mm -hmm. His aunt was an actress. Yeah. I forgot her name, but... Uh, I think Rosemary Clooney? Yeah, but I was watching something. Mm -hmm. I was like, who is that? They was like, oh, that's so-and-so Clooney. George mm -hmm. Clooney's aunt. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? I thought, you know, but we thinking George Clooney is the first line of actors in his, you know, but it's... Hollywood yeah. is full of that. Yeah. It's full of that, you know, um, and, and I hope that we see more of this on our side, like we see it with Will Smith. Right. And Jaden, you know. And but how they're doing that, we need to be doing that towards entrepreneurialism in our family. Like, yes. we don't have to inter introduce our family to the entertainment business, but we do have to introduce them to entrepreneurialism and a better way of life. That's right. And, you know, uh, uh, we do. And, and, and going back to the Smiths, between Will Smith, 
uh, with, you know, getting his son into acting, him mm -hmm. and Jada, and the Red Table Talk. I cannot yeah. speak highly enough of that show. And the fact that it's three generations of them on that show, mm -hmm. it just makes it so much more powerful. Yeah. I, it, it, it is definitely a way of being. So I love that you're doing this with your daughter. I love that she has this, she's going to be having this product line coming out. Yes. I mean, if we can't see, you know, the main reason why I wanted to focus on millennials this month is because, again, people tend to think that there's a lot of negative talk, you know, mm -hmm. in my generation and above about millennials. But, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are trailblazers. All it is is y'all are doing some different things. And I know that back when we were young, we were doing different things. And the right. people were saying the same thing about us, right, right. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. and, but our generation was the college generation. And gotcha. we just have to accept and understand that society is not really set up in a way. If we're looking at the landscape of politics and, and economics, it's not really set up for college to be beneficial for everybody. It just doesn't work like that anymore. Lots mm -hmm. of people are graduating college with debt, and they're right. not getting the jobs to be able to accommodate the debt. And I went to college. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I didn't graduate. I just why? went. Because for why? Why did you go? Because my dad wanted me to go. See that? Because your dad, but what did you right. want to do? I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Wanted I wanted to, to do music. Everything I'm doing now See? was what I wanted to do. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have a brother that was, um, that's 18. He was born in 2000, mm -hmm. you know, which is crazy to me because it's like, man, I was going to high school. You feeling old. In 2000. <laughs> yeah, he, he's graduating <laughs> high school now. So uh -huh. it's, it's just crazy to me how, you know, I'm telling him, Bruh, follow these steps. Do wh whatever you want to do, start now. Yes. Start now while you're young so that way you get yes. that experience. You get, you know, you go through those bumps in the road because you will go through them. Yes. And you're going to keep going through them. Just because yeah. you make it don't mean it stop. But right. if you start now, you give yourself an advantage mm -hmm. opposed to trying to, you know, do this. Man, whatever you want to do, do it. Life is too short. Life yeah. is too short. Yeah. So, so you would say that, you know, deciding to be an entrepreneur, does that allow you to see a, a future for yourself? And I asked that question because mm -hmm. I noticed, um, you know, I'm always talking about my son on my show. Hey, Amari. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always talking about him, but he's a, 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 even, even though he's an adult, you know, y'all are mm -hmm. almost the same age. Um, he's still a motivator for, for a lot of what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot from him. Being able to listen, you know, he's a musician also. Yeah, definitely. You know, part of the trouble that I see with a lot of millennials is because it's so hard. My God, life is so much harder for your generation than it was for me in my generation. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's it, it, y'all have been policed and monitored and, and right. you know, on a level like when, you know, I was just talking to one of the sheriff's candidates the other day when mm -hmm. we went to school, there were no police officers at the school right. when we wanted to fight. Everybody waited till three o'clock. You went across the street. You had to fight, and right. it was over. You know, right. it wasn't. You know, you didn't go to jail. Yeah, you didn't get yeah. locked up in handcuffs for having. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids have been having fights in school forever. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I'm supporting that. What I'm saying is that what I don't support is children being locked in jail, right. young people being locked in jail for having a fight. That's age-appropriate behavior. We have to understand and look at it as this is a struggle, right? Something that they're struggling with, as opposed to mm -hmm. something they need to be punished for. Right. So it's a different generation, and I find it's a lot harder for people in your generation to see themselves in the future. That's why we have mm -hmm. so many young people, you know, committing suicide and all of this, and that's, it's so heavy to hear. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we need to create more space. So does being an entrepreneur for you really allow you to see a shape of future for yourself? 
I'll be honest with you, um, more than anything that allowed me to shape a future for myself is really solely based on my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my motivation. Whether I have to go back and work a nine to five, whether I have to, I Ty, when I tell you I've done it all, I've done it all. <laughs> I don't wash cars, you know, I and know. I wasn't getting nothing. But yeah. it's just the fact of me still going out there working. Like, I'm not, just because I might not, get what I deserve or get what I'm worth, that doesn't mean I'm going to sit back and just lay on my behind and not do nothing. I still have a child to feed. Even if it is $10 to $10 million coming in at a time, I still got to go out there and get it. So that is more my motivation than anything because with entrepreneurialism and even working the 9 to 5, nothing is guaranteed. That's right. So I don't, yeah. I don't look at it as... You know, I, I'm I'm solidified in this. I'm solid. I'm good because clients make co- clients come and go. They may say, you know what, we don't want to do business no more. Labels, eh, we don't want to do business no more. In, anything, yeah, of so, course. So you even said, jobs. Yeah, you, you oh can my work God. at a job twenty right. years and they're like, you know what, that's it. Yeah, we don't need you. Sorry, it's a check. Or take Here's a little severance package yeah. or whatever it is, but yeah. nothing in life is guaranteed. So. My motivation in life is my daughter, not so much what I do, you know. That is so beautiful. That just, you know, I'm sitting here smiling because I'm like, man, that just, you know, I've, I've, I've known that of you and I have admired that so much. Thank you. Um, about you. It, it's, I, I tell you, it's, it's, to me, it's just troublesome that so many of us hold this mentality about people in your age generation because mm-hmm. that's a, a principle that you just talked about yeah. that people older than you don't have right a work ethic you know right. and and I know because I've seen it firsthand his work ethic is strong your work ethic is really strong I've never known for you to be lazy sitting around doing nothing <laughs> no nah, it's always we always on the move whether it's always something that can be done even from a microscopic level something small to sending out an email or something big to going you know to a studio session or going to go do a show in another country. Everything counts at the end of the day. So, y'all, I'm just going to stop right here and just highlight that this young man is doing shows in other countries. He's got a following in other countries. Uh, (laughs) There are people who are on their grind and they're not even halfway there. But this is part of what, again, what I'm saying about people, the drive, the passion Mm -hmm. to do what you want to do, to see the life that you want to see for your daughter Mm -hmm. is what's allowing you to be flexible enough to say whether I have to go uh, clean some cars, Mm -hmm. whether I'm going to be making some music, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to continue to go. So let me ask you, let's talk about the music. You're a songwriter. Yes. I know you've written for Cardi B, right? Yes. um, Cardi B, Jay Mazur. Oh man, uh, I'm drawing. Uh, I work with Jace from Soul For Real, the lead singer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've done collaborations, work with countless producers. Countless producers. Countless, countless producers. And what is that like? It's a blessing. It's really a blessing. Um, just, just being, like I said, just being able to do what you love and connecting mm-hmm. with the right people and just being able to have certain opportunities and get in certain rooms mm-hmm. is a blessing in itself. Mm. And then what about your music? Only one tippy. You know, I know that you, you're making videos, you're making music, you're traveling. Yes. And I'm, performing. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently working on a project now. My last project was Sacrifice, which was a mixtape on all digital platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all go check that out. 
uh, sacrifice by only one tippy, but I'm definitely working on new music. Been mm -hmm. really more writing for other people. That's what I've been doing the last two years. Mm -hmm. uh, working with V Bozeman now. Yes, yeah. let's talk about that because I love mm -hmm. her. She is awesome. I, it's it's crazy how things happen. She um, she followed me on Instagram, and I'm like V Bozeman. Right, the V Bozeman. Did you check for the check mark? Yeah, let me make sure <laughs> she got. You know, let me make sure she's verified. Right uh, Verified. I sent her a DM. I was like, thank you so much for the support. I'm a songwriter from Atlanta. I love to work with you. She was like, send some records. I'm still looking for that hit single. So we're in the process of doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just up. And, and the day that I text her, i never forget, I was coming driving home. Uh -huh. And this is how I know because I heard it on the radio. And I do not listen to the radio. Uh -huh. Only Inspirational Vitamin by Frank Ski. That's all I listen to okay. when they come on. Uh -huh. So I heard that um, they was like, yeah, the Grammys are tonight. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh. So I connected with her on the day of the Grammys in 2018. Woo! So to me, that's a, I look that's at everything. Sign. I look at all signs. That's a sign. And before that, probably maybe about a week before, I was kind of in a discouraging place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, because, you know, a lot of people don't do business right, even when you do collaborate and work with other people talk that's, about it mm -hmm. that's the other end of it it's not just writing a song it's about doing the business right yeah so biz you know i was going through some trials and tribulations with one label where the artists i've written songs for and i'm like man you know what i ain't writing no more songs for nobody i'm do this myself i'm gonna go ahead and just focus back on me my music and then that's when that around me to to keep me going in that direction telling me what I'm really supposed to be doing. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean I could see that in you for you know what you're supposed to be doing because you're talented. But it, it takes God because like I said, sometimes we get so discouraged into a point to where God has to intervene and say, Okay, let me okay, that's for you. Mm -hmm. And then you you know, okay, thank you Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm back on I, I, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You, you you know, you need that, that energy boost. So mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like those signs of him just keeping me on track and keeping me focused even when I do reach those dark, dark moments. Yes, I'm so glad. And I'm glad, you, if you don't mind, um, you know, talk about some of those dark moments a little bit because I think another thing, Yeah. I, I um, you know, I love, and, and I'm not trying to make a disparity between mm -hmm. when I say young people um, only because um, I know even as progressive as I am, I know that I still have a lot of ideas, you know, there's some things in me that are all, it, it's just, it's mm -hmm. just ingrained in me as, right. as, although I like to say I'm very progressive. Mm -hmm. um, and then also to highlight the fact that, again, I think that, you know, your generation definitely gets put in a, a negative light. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I support you all pursuing your passions and your dreams because it's so hard and because yeah. so many young, you know, black people are struggling. And I'm really grateful to hear, you know, um, all of these rappers talking about it in their music, right? Yes. You know, Kanye West, yeah. Logic. Nipsey um, Hussle. Nipsey Hussle, you know, um, Kendrick yes. Lamar, you know, talking about that, talking about depression mm -hmm. and alcoholism and all of those things. And these are, it's almost like y'all are facing that on a level that, I like to say I'm pretty aware, but it's mm. it's it's different than when I was younger. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. remember it being such a thing where everybody it was so hard. Right. You know, when I was in my twenties and thirties, early thirties, you didn't really hear about a lot of young black people uh, committing suicide and mm -hmm. all of this. So yeah. 
you know, when you, and there's a lot that y'all deal with. So how, you know, how, how important is your faith and in, in you being able to navigate all of this, Yeah. you know, and how important is this, you know, you doing what you do to your happiness? Right. Um, even, even going back to when you were talking about the suicide, I had mm -hmm. a friend named Drury mm -hmm. in middle school, I believe it was seventh grade when he committed suicide, mm -hmm. you know, so even just dealing with that from an early point and trying yes. to wrap my mind around okay why do certain things happen why why are yeah. people going through you know what was jury going through that i couldn't like i was even feeling guilty everybody felt guilty at that time in the seventh grade in, in the seventh grade and we like wow, dang man you know jury didn't tell me nothing like i i wish i could have talked to him so mm -hmm. even just dealing with that from an early standpoint in life like i pray my daughter doesn't have to go through that she's in sixth grade now mm -hmm. but Life is life, you know, we, it's hard, and, yeah. and I thought that when I was coming up, I had friends die in middle school. I had friends get killed in high school and I'm thinking, dang, this just happening to us. But as I get older, every generation goes through it. Mm -hmm. Every generation goes through it. And I thought it was just me in my high school. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's been getting worse. Yeah. It's been, the numbers are increasing. Right, right. But, mm -hmm. but it was still happening across the board, which I was ignorant to, because I'm thinking it's just here in their school mm -hmm. but um that just going through certain things um the the new project i'm working on the intro alone is very heavy mm -hmm. because i talk i opened up a lot and i really don't do that i open up to people but i have to get past whatever it is i'm going through to be able to put it in music and talk about it i'm mm -hmm. not the type of person that I could really talk about it while I'm going through it because I'm yeah. really trying to deal with it in real time yes. and, you know, stay yes. focused and all yeah. of that. And, yeah. you know, it's a struggle. So Yeah, I know you don't talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah but, I know but, but you, this yeah. new intro I'm really opening up on and um, I'm talking about from when I was like around 10 or 11, I walked into a robbery with my dad. A armed robbery wow. yeah, in the place. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. That's, and it still yeah. weighs on me to where I'm I'm not going to say I'm paranoid, but I just stay, I'm very, very alert. That's trauma. Very alert. It, that's hypervigilance. Yeah. That's what that is. It's hypervigilance. You know, part of the thing, and that's the other reason why, you know, not to say that, um, you know, uh, black and brown people are, are super special, but one thing that is uh, common for us is that we tend to live in communities where it's kind of like a war zone. You know, mm -hmm. people, we call it like hood trauma. Yeah. But it's really, you know, it's a traumatic thing when you're, yeah. you can walk out the door and there's a gun in your face. Mm -hmm. It's some violence on a level yeah. and, and, and you're not even able to process it. Living in areas like that, when you see crime, you don't see it. Yeah, and it's, we normalize it And too. you have to, because it, you're, you're threatened. Mm -hmm. And so you're right, it becomes normalized, yeah. and, but it's all suppressed. Right. But, you know, and, and it doesn't go away, mm -hmm. right? It just stays with you. I know people that have left the cities and you know moved into these suburbs and years later as grown adults in their 40s and 50s they're still struggling yeah with some of that those things that they saw lots of people I know talk about their friends that have committed suicide back in I don't and I need to reframe that not to say commit suicide it's really complete because okay. it's kind of like a um, a stigma because okay. you know people make it seem like suicide is selfish but it's it's the worst desperation right. when somebody gets to a place where they feel like they have to end their life. And I know for I me, get it. I get yeah, they, it's yeah. more like they feel like they don't want to, I don't think they're really present to necessarily wanting to die, but it's, they want the pain to stop. Definitely. That's usually what it is. I get it.
Yeah, that's that's challenging. So we, it's like in these communities, we're kind of subject to it. Um, so for you to be able to find ways to cope with it, and particularly mm -hmm. in your music, yes, you know, and and write about it, which I can't wait to hear yeah. now because it sounds like it's you know that's when you know you've processed it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it it takes time, just like everything else. It took a lot of time, mm -hmm. and it's not fully complete you know um, it's, it's still a work in progress so it's just keeping your faith and just and also what's really important is having the right people around you oh yeah that yeah. that right there showed me a lot because for me moving to Miami up here mm -hmm. I could be anywhere in the world mm -hmm. but it's all about the people you keep around you and right now the people I have around me my team they keep me motivated they keep me focused and they keep me on that course is like, yo, you are not about to jump off these tracks. Not today, my brother. <laughs> you better stay on and you better keep moving. So right. I appreciate that more than they'll ever know because, you know, they're, they're pouring something into me that can't, that nobody can take. Mm. So it's, it's very important. Have the right people around you. Keep faith in God. Always keep faith in God and just keep pushing. And you got to have some faith in yourself, too. That. Yeah, you got and because that I think I think you got I think you got a lot of faith in yourself, don't you? Yeah, it's I I, I know who I am. I mm -hmm. know what I possess. But just like anybody else, in any other times, the devil could get in your ear. Ooh, we yeah. You know yeah. he could try to knock you off course. Even though you know we have people. I'm pretty sure Barack Obama's went through when he was going through presidency, and you know he know, bro. I'm the president. Who? I'm him. But you had those times by yourself yeah. where it's like, you, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's normal. Yeah. It's not just you going through it. It's not just me going through it. It's not just the person that may be watching is going through it. It's everybody. Yeah. So you have to, like you said, have that confidence in yourself and that belief in yourself. But even when that is not there, find different things that you can tap into to get you back on track, whether it's going to nature. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm feeling bad. I go to Kennesaw Mountain, just walk the mountain, mm -hmm. get in nature. But those came from things that people around me taught me. You know, I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't, wow. if I wouldn't have been taught that. So that's the number one thing is always be receptive and open to what people say. You are preaching. You know, I kind of, I, as I sit and listen to you talk, you know, one of the things that, that impresses upon me the most is you're 32? Yes. I wish I was in that place at 32. You yeah. know, I think this is the thing that I appreciate, one of the things I appreciate about your generation the most is that y'all are hungry. Yeah. You're hungry for something, mm -hmm. whether it's success, whether it's to reach your dream, something. Mm -hmm. And you're focused. And you just kind of have your, you're not locked into this one way of being flexible enough to say, you know what, it's time for me to heal. There was no conversation about yeah. any of this. None of this awareness about, you know, for me and my generation, my age, it was church. That was spirituality. I even remember you watching know. something to, um, I was watching Deaf Comedy Jam mm -hmm. and one of the, um, the comedians was talking about, Oh, back in the 90s, if you were conscious, you was that conscious brother over there. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, well, the little hat. And I, I think it that, depends, but. though, because see where I grew up, I came from New Jersey. Well, I mean, that's not where I was born, but I grew up in New Jersey, New York, and we were all that way. <laughs> you know, we were all that way. We were all. But was you, it in the hood? 
Okay. <laughs> See, people don't look at me. I don't Orange look County? like that. I don't, no, I'm, I'm in, from Jersey. I, I grew up in, in, in Essex, in, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, Union okay. County. And then, I, But I lived in Essex. I lived in Newark. Mm-hmm. And all of that, but see, you got to remember, our our rappers were different. We had like Queen Latifah, uh, oh, Lauryn okay, Hill. They you. from East Orange. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah, that so that's sense. what we had. So was, so rappers when I was growing up. Um, so yeah. it was really regional then. The, oh well, yeah. How, how the way people yeah. looked at other people because I know like yes. New York, it was different. Oh you yeah, know, we were all down the way. here down down south. It was. You know, yeah, but well, because it's cultural. Right. Because also, see, down south is the plate here. Well, she got me saying down south, but yeah. in the south is is right the birthplace of the civil rights movement. Mm. But it was also a place where it was very, very different. Where segregation was like right in your face, and it was so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Whereas opposed to the, in other places, it was a little bit different. I know that in the south there was a group here of um, I cannot recall the name of it, and I should. Um, deacons. There was a group of deacons. I cannot remember remember the name of it, but they were very much like the Panthers in the North. Okay. Yeah, but but that reputation of the Planthers and the radicalism mm-hmm. was really up north in the gotcha. cities. So that's why for us it was more embraced. And when I went to school uh, back in the '90s, we were all radicalized. We were reading, you know, Sister Soldier. She went to Rutgers. Kevin mm-hmm. Powell. He went to Rutgers. Gotcha. You know. So these were we were put. We were like walking around woke, protesting apartheid. We were, you know, mm. with the kufis in college. Right, you, right. you know, you was nobody. You you needed a kufi. You know, everybody had some level of awareness, gotcha. and all of the black student organizations were so uh, into it. And then, of course, we had an ex- examples like, well, here in the South, you've got HBCUs, but you know, like back at my alma mater, it was Paul Robeson. Gotcha. That was like a driving factor for us. So mm. you're right, it's regional. Yeah, you know, um, with that idea of consciousness. Man, I just tell you, I think that you all are so, I just take my hat off. I'm so, I stay impressed because I think if there's any generation of us mm. that are focused on self-improvement yeah, and that are able to actually begin to look at themselves, it's your generation. Yeah, but I, I really um, commend that on just people taking that initiative mm-hmm. of wanting to do better and being better and wanting more, mm-hmm. not just for our generation, but even for the next. For I, your told children. You I had a brother that's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he was born in 2000. My brother's 18, 19, mm-hmm. well, 19, of course. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just wanting better for his generation, and he has to want better for my daughter's generation, and she has to want better for her little cousin's generation. Mm-hmm. So it's not really even about us because we're not going to be here forever. That's but right. The the jewels that we have, we can't hold on to them. We gotta we gotta let them go and pass them down. See that? This is this sounds like. But see, then again, I always say that you like an old man. I'm an old man. Yeah, you got an hey, old. The song. other day, I was in there listening to the Temptations. I was like, hey, I know, right? love walking. I said, hey, girl, you don't know nothing about this. This before your time. She way older than me. You so, got, you got you know, such an old soul. Too. Yeah, but the, yeah. I, I, you know, I was born in '86, so. Uh-huh. I feel like I was talking to one of my friends about it. Mm-hmm. I truly feel like I'm the last generation that was able to have people older than us that we went back and listened to and had respect for older for our elders because we didn't have no choice. Mm-hmm. But even from gravitating from that towards the streets, we still had OGs. We still had yes. people out there 
even though they were selling drugs, they were still, hey, little boy, take your behind the school. Yes. Get out of here. So. Yes. That's so I feel different. like that's my, we, yes. I'm the last generation of that. Yeah. So yeah. we still have to keep that going and, you know, pass that down. That's why I was, I was having a hard talk with my brother about, mm -hmm. you know, I, I ain't going to say what we were talking about, mm -hmm. but I was just putting it hard down on him like bro no you need to do it like this 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 if you want to do that right you right. know what i'm saying do right. what whatever you do just do it the right way you know that so i know what you're talking about for, for that kind of um because it was very much like that i grew up in, in you know before moving to jersey i was growing up in new york in the 70s and you you everybody was there was no such thing as somebody that was going to sell drugs to a young kid or something right you know they would always be like encouraging you yeah yeah they were it doesn't and they would always tell you i can even think of like my older cousin i remember my cousin boo boo you know we all got <laughs> yeah and he would always tell me you know you do this you know don't do like i do mm -hmm. you do this yeah because i see you smart mm -hmm. and they would encourage that yeah yeah that's and that's something that i think that's for for people in my generation going towards yours and below i mean i know it's like where that started to change because now it's almost like everybody's talking down and for me, I'm aware, I can't really look at my son. Any, I don't think that any adult should be able to look at the, the product of what, who they raised right. and say something's wrong with this person. I don't know what's wrong. If there is a problems with the person that you raised socializing in society and being able to cope with things, you got to look at yourself. Yeah, definitely a you problem know, that started with you. Right, you got to look at yourself. You got to look at the supports that were around them. Whether and it doesn't mean that you're absolutely wrong, because really a lot of it is cultural. Mm -hmm. It's what we know until we know better. Right, right. And but the fact that you have that in you, um, because that's another thing we don't recognize. Right, people talk about millennials, but who raised right. them? We did. So right, right, right. But <laughs> I, I thank my aunties. Yes. I thank my grandma. I thank. Even my situations that I went through, even with me not growing up with my mom, because she was on drugs my whole life. You know, she did crack. Mm -hmm. And thank God she um, she's been clean for about four years now. You know, yeah. so just just even having certain people and not having certain people mm -hmm. still help me, you know, mold me who I am today. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got to say, that's a good dude. I can I don't know. It's been a couple years. I've known you now. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple of years I've known Tippy now, and I mean, um, you know, it's again one of the, you and Aaron, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I would watch y'all work, you know, just make it happen, you know, yeah. get to the station, y'all set up and do these things, you know, I would be like, wow, that is, that's a level that I don't. What are these people talking about? And after <laughs> you know? that, going to the studio and re recording and making beats after all. After that, all of that, you after know? doing two shows and you know two radio shows. And that's how you are working. now. That's how you Definitely. still are now because you were somewhere else before you came here, and then when you leave here, you got another you gotta place go somewhere to go. Else. Yep. That's what I'm saying. It's that drive and that's that commitment and, and all of it. And it's it's good. I, I'm, you know, I know I didn't have anything to do with raising you, but I I'm just so. I'm so proud it's of you. It's a village. It takes a village yeah. to raise a child. And I really believe that even with my daughter. And that's why I'm appreciative. Uh, she lives in Augusta with her mom. Mm -hmm. But she's around her grandparents. She's around her grandfather, her grandma. So she, yeah. she, she still has that um, rich upbringing to say, yes, hey, I was, I, you know, I was raised by my grandparents. And my grandparents have raised so me. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Because even right. today, like, yeah. I'm working on Salute to uh, Camila Montgomery. Yes. Uh, stage playwriter. She's incredible. We're working on a new play called Mama's House. Uh -huh. 
and I'm playing the preacher again. I was the preacher in the last play. I'm playing, playing Reverend Montgomery again, and she pretty much gave me range for my scene to improv and do what I wanted. So it's a church scene. Mm -hmm. So guess who I called about that to get the church scene in order? Your grandma. My grandma. Of course. I called her. You know, so I appreciate. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate her. I seen my grandma working three jobs, getting yes. up. Yes. Starting at 5 a.m., going to Lily C. Evans, mm -hmm. then going to Elizabeth C. Curtis, mm -hmm. then, you know, working another side job and coming home and still having to deal with all us. So mm -hmm. I really, really appreciate my family, my aunties, my, you know, my uncles, everybody that helped raise us. Cause it was, and even us being cousins and brothers and sisters, we helped raise each other too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. kept each other in line when we needed to be even till now. My cousin Ryan. He is still, we still talk and we still keep each other motivated and keep each other on course and in line. So that's that's what it's all really about. And it is. And I have to say, because, you know, I remember, um, you know, when Omari was at the station, right? Mm -hmm. I think was this before he got to the station? I think it was before he got to the station that you kind of pulled him in. That's my son. Yeah. You pulled him in and y'all worked on a track Yeah, we together. did some songs. Yeah, we yeah. did like two records together. Yeah. Yeah, and we put one out. Yeah, so... That's, I didn't know that y'all actually put one out. Okay. Yeah, it's out on his SoundCloud. Um, the song is called Static. Right. Only one tip be featuring Lamar. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know that's what it's all about, and I was grateful enough and blessed enough to have artist development. Yes. And the artist development I've received it from is this dude named Big Walt. He has an entertainment company. He put mm -hmm. out this group called One Chance, which was an R&B group mm -hmm. in the early 2000s, and he also um, managed an uh, artist named. Quentin Miller, mm -hmm. which, if you don't know, Quentin Miller is the one that gross wrote for Drake when all that debacle was going on. Oh, That's right. Quentin Miller. So I'm like this with Quentin Miller. We were side by side around each other every day. But the 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 jewels I learned within artist development, mm -hmm. he gave it to us free because my homeboy, my close homeboy, Holly Woo, who mm -hmm. still works with me to this day with the music mm -hmm. as far as telling me yay, nay, trash that song, change this, do that. That's his dad. Mm -hmm. So his dad gave us that free. So why would I hold something back to from other artists and other people when Pay it forward. got to? You yeah. have to. That is so awesome. Well listen, I, I am so I, I'm just I'm just so thrilled that you came on to the show today. I'm I'm so grateful that you just so eloquently just shared your whole experience. I mean you really just embody what I was trying to get across to people that, you know, it's not about millennials or problem. I think we really need to get away from this narrative about millennials yeah. being a problem. I mean, I think you're a perfect example of somebody that is really working and hustling. And then you talked about self-care, you yes. know, all these things, because a grind doesn't mean that you work yourself into the ground. Right. You know, it means you have to, you know, give space for the fact that you've got a whole experience, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you, you give honor to all of that so beautifully. And I just, I'm so grateful yeah, thank and you. excited. Thank so you. I'm just going to ask you to be, uh, what final thoughts would you like to leave for any young entrepreneurs out there that are still struggling, you know, with that? Because I'm dealing with it too myself, right. you know, that I may be in the middle of some big project and I stop like, oh man, I, I don't know if I could do this. You know, what, yeah. what advice do you have? First, embrace your sacrifice. Fi figure out what 
what it is you're willing to sacrifice and really embrace it because mm -hmm. that's going to be the first thing for you locking in on whatever it is you want to do. You're going to have to make a sacrifice for it, whether it be working a regular nine to five, whether it be driving for Uber during the day, whether it be mm -hmm. taking night classes and working the nine to five mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Still taking care of your family, whatever that um, sacrifice is, embrace it, lock in on it. Keep faith in God, and like I said, keep the right people around you because most of these things that I've learned um, about self-care, about mental health, has come these past few years around being people like uh, being around people like M Love and Marilyn, and you know just mm -hmm. Trish, you know from the radio station. You, you know, I, I've always been the person to always hang around people older than me, even when I was in the projects back in Miami. When you see me in the projects, I'm with I'm with um, DJ Jelly Roll or you know what I'm saying or James, and they yeah. they well in their fifties. Yeah, I do yeah. that because yeah. they have respect, they have knowledge, and they know things around there. And I'm not finna be around people my age because I'm not trying to get killed off of nobody else. Mm -hmm. BS, you know. So um, just surround yourself with the right people. What worked for me is always surrounding myself with people that was always older than me, mm. that has more knowledge. Because you have to learn. Life life is a continuous learning curve. Well, it seems so, to be working for you just fine. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, it takes one day at a time. It's yes. one day at a time. Yes. But like I said, my daughter is my motivation. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going. Not what I'm doing. I love what I do. So I took certain sacrifices huh. to, you know, be able to show her this life. Mm -hmm. But um, she's my motivation. So tap in, find something that motivates you outside of what it is you're doing mm -hmm. because people create music some you know one day you're gonna be like i i, I don't have a passion for music anymore mm -hmm. but you still may have a passion for entrepreneurialism mm -hmm. you still might not want to go work for somebody but mm -hmm. you might not be wanting to do what it is that you were passionate about 10 years ago at this point in time gotcha you may pick up something else so find something outside of what it is that you're doing to be passionate about you know wow wow yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I, I, I feel so great. <laughs> I just feel so inspired and, and after this interview, because this is the stuff that just makes me so happy, you know, to hear all of this. I can only imagine how, you know, to see you this way. I can only imagine what your daughter's going to be like by the yeah. time she's even just 18. Yeah, you know, she, so man, it, that's, that girl's way ahead of me when I was 11. Yeah, well, you know, that. that's how it is. You know, everybody, and that's where my joy comes from. You know, I think when I was growing up, it was always about, the message I got from the older people was go far, and mm -hmm. I want to see you do better than me. I want to see you mm -hmm. be successful, and um, that carried me, and it still carries me today. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so, again, I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed Only One Tippy. Tippy, give out your social media real quick before we go. At Only One Tippy. That's simple. Everywhere. At only the number one T-I-P-Y. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Yes, and where can they find your music? Everywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm Google. talking about. You could Google. You could literally Google my name and pages are going to come up about everything that I do. So That's what's Music. Up. I have albums out. I have mixtapes out. Working on new music. So yes. please support. Yes. Support the plays. Um, acting. You know, support everything, man. We doing it all. We trying to get oh. every bag. You understand? Every me? bag. We trying like to get said, all the we ain't bags. Leaving no That's pennies right. on the table. <laughs> That's what I'm None. talking about. And pennies that's on the table, we're going to take them and we put them in, 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 in the piggy bank. Even if it got a hole in it, we're going to patch it up and use it. We did. He's so silly. <laughs> but real. listen, I did, and he's a perfect example of my mantra for the show. 
um, which is be intentional with your plans mm. and manifest your best. See you next week, everybody. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. at officialdfd.com. Follow us on social media at officialdfd. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some.